In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. In Him was life, and that life was the light of man. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. John 1 What's up everyone, welcome to my podcast channel, I am Sienda Monizmi, your host, and this is Living in the Word. Hey guys, I greet you all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I am very excited today because this is my first ever podcast episode and mainly because i get to share the word of god with you and i just can't wait to find out where this road will lead us okay greatness um our topic today is about love you know that feeling that we have and end up saying that we are head over heels or we have butterflies in us in our stomachs nope that's not the love that i'm talking about today because i am talking about a much greater love love that is infinite one that endures forever love that does not discriminate love that is constant the most beautiful love that is as perfect as its creator the love of god that's what we're talking about today on living in the world stay tuned Welcome back. Today's topic is I am yours and you are mine. Let's begin. Okay. Um, let's open our Bibles on the book of Isaiah 43. We'll be reading from verse 1 to 7. Now I'd like us to make a line to line and verse to verse analysis so we can understand this deeply and fully i'll be using the csb and nlt version okay now this is what the lord says the one who created you jacob and the one who formed you israel do not fear for i have redeemed you i have called you by your name you are mine i will be with you When you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior. I have given Egypt as a ransom for you, Cush and Seba in your place, because you are precious in my sight and honored and i love you 
I will give people in exchange for you. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who bears my name and is created for my glory, I have formed them. Indeed, I have made them. So this is what God the Lord says. The Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and the spirit to those who walk on it, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, the one who gives love, gives life, said to them, he said, do not be afraid. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. He was reminding them that no, Jacob, I am the Lord that created you. And the one who formed you, Israel. Not just any God, but I am the one true God. The one true God created you, Jacob, and formed you, Israel. The one true God that created heaven and earth created you, Jacob, and formed you, Israel. The God that created the universe that gives breath to people and spirit to the ones who walk on earth created you, Jacob, and formed you, Israel. So do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you, and I have called you by your name. You are mine. Imagine such a powerful, awesome mighty God he says that I have called you by your name you are mine he tells them not to fear not to be afraid anymore because he has redeemed them he has saved them he has paid um NLT version says that I have ransomed you so meaning that he has paid he has taken out a payment in order for them to be saved, in order for them to be let go by their captures. He saved them from their captures. He tells them, you are safe now, so don't be afraid, because I have called you by your name, which su suggests intimate knowledge. He has designated them to be his people him calling them was not a general call to all nations, to everyone. It was addressed to them in particular. He has appointed them to be the ones he will demonstrate his love through. They are the chosen people of God. Let's open John 10 verse 3 to 4 for reference. John 10 verse 3 to 4. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. Because the Lord is our shepherd, we are his sheep. And when he, the shepherd, calls out to his sheep, they follow his voice because they know that he is their guide. He will lead them and protect them. 
and when he calls them by name they will follow because they know their name and they know their shepherd's voice same goes for the israelites god set them apart he called them by name gave them identity and said you are mine because he chose he paid ransom for them they belong to him he formed them as his people and has had originated their institutions same goes for his church now as the church is his he has organized it he is the one who appoints its special institutes he has redeemed it from precious blood and he has called his people by name gave them identity and designated them as his own verse 2 let's go back and read verse 2 I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers they will not overwhelm you you will not be scorched when you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you God is saying even if you go through trials go through difficult challenges but through all the trouble and peril that you will face, I will be there with you. I will be there in all the way. He is saying, when we go through our greatest difficulties, he will be our supporter. He will be there holding our hands and he will go through those troubles and those um, difficulties with us. Now listen, he says, we will walk through the fire not around it he says we will walk through the waters and rivers not over it no he's not saying that i will stop the fire make the water disappear no you have to go through it the fire and the water have to be there but you have to go through it in order for us to grow in faith and strength and in god we have to go through all these challenges to grow to know god to know um where we stand how how strong is our faith how strong is our belief in go in god right maybe maybe you'll learn how to bend water and fire <laughs> no, no, i'm just kidding but what if i told you that this god meant this literally literally like he did these things literally <laughs> that may blow your mind okay so we'll read um exodus 14 verse 21 to 22 then moses stretched out his hand over the sea the lord drove the sea back with a powerful east wind all that night and turned the sea into dry land so the waters were divided and the israelites went through the sea on dry ground with the waters like a wall to them on their right and their left okay um now let's read joshua chapter 3. joshua 3 verse 7 to 8 the lord spoke to joshua today i will begin to exalt you in the sight of all israel so they will know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. 
Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the water, stand in the Jordan. Okay, let's go to 15, verse 15. Now the Jordan flows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the Ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge, and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarathen, the water flowing downstream into the Sea of the Arabah. The Dead Sea was completely cut off, and the people crossed opposite Jericho. The priests carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood firmly on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Whoa! Tell me, tell me that is not what God said He would do. He did it in the past and he's telling them that I will do it again saying that I have done it before and I will do it again <sighs> Moses passed right through the Red Sea and then Joshua crossed the Jordan River with the Israelites again so they've seen God do these things and obviously when he tells them this that that I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers they will not overwhelm you they know what he's talking about because they have seen it before because he has done it before mm. okay now we're talking about the other part the fire part God also says that you will not be scorched when you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you let's go read daniel 3 verse 24 to 27 do you remember the story of meshach shadrach and abednego yes that's the one that's the one we're reading daniel chapter 3 verse 24 the king Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm. He said to his advisors, Didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied to the king. He exclaimed, Look, I see four people, not tied, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approaches the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Remember, verse 19 says that he gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary and commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the furnace of blazing fire. But when they came out, they were untied. 
and unharmed and the fire had no effect on their bodies not even a single hair on their head was singed their robes were unaffected and there was no smell of fire on them and he remembered putting three people in there but when they opened the furnace there were four people the angel of god god really meant it when he said that you will go you will walk through fire what did he say he said that you walk through fire you will not be scorched when you walk through fire and the flame will not burn you see our god is god of his promise he doesn't speak in vain what he says is what he means wow wow now see how god protects and loves the ones he calls by his name those who are true to him those who trust and have faith in him so this is what yeah, okay i'll explain it later okay let's go to verse three for i am the lord your god the holy one of israel and your savior I have given Egypt as ransom for you, Cush and Seba, in your place. So previously God was saying that, yes, you will go through trials, but I will be there with you. When you go through difficult challenges, I will not leave you. I will be there. I will give you strength, give you power, encourage you. I will protect you. But you will go through those challenges, but I will protect you. He was saying that when they walk through waters and pass through rivers, they will they will not overcome them. They will not drown. And when they um, walk through the fire, the flame will not burn them and they will not be scorched. Now God is telling them the reasons he would do that for them. He says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel and your Savior. I wouldn't let you go through all those challenges and not help you. I will not let you be captured by enemies and not help you. I will save you because I am your Savior. I am the Holy One of Israel. So I did some research and Israel meant Prince of God or Soldier of God. Thus, every Israelite had God's name. So, they are his, as he had said, that I am calling you by your name. You are mine. So, he wouldn't let his people die. The people that he'd want um, his love be demonstrated through. He wouldn't want them to die. So, he says, I have given Egypt as ransom for you. So, that nation that nation has to go if they keep keeping you for slavery i have to continue my walk my work through you and these people are getting in the way so they have to go kush and siba in your place same for them so he is giving them reasons 
why he is doing this because they are his because he is the holy one of israel and their savior not only is he the one who and only true god but he is also the god who made a solemn covenant with them and who would therefore protect and defend them he says that he is their savior because he has saved them in times of peril he was their savior then and he would be their savior forever see god is giving reason why his people should expect protection from him he had been their deliverer and that his purpose to protect them was so fixed and determined that he had even brought ruins on nations more mighty and numerous than israel wow and to think that we don't even deserve this kind of love we don't but he still does it anyway every time they get captured he rescues them even if they have done wrong to him he rescues them because he promised them that i would i would walk with you so whatever challenge that you will go through i have called you by your name and you are mine you are mine i am your lord and i am your savior so every single time they are in danger he saves them we see this continuously throughout the bible but he keeps on saving them he does not break his promise he is a god of his promise and he does not speak in vain wow well i've been talking a lot and you've been listening for what maybe a song and then we'll go back to verse four Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in till this far. Without wasting any time, let's continue to Isaiah 43 verse 4. My favorite verse. Okay. So it says, Because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you. I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your love. Did you hear that? God says that we are precious that we are honored and that he loves us Mm. wow imagine hearing god say that to you and believe me 
He says this every day and he means it. And what's so great and perfect about the love of God is whether you feel worth it or worthless, don't have much in life, or don't have anything at all, whatever you feel, doesn't matter to him. He will still tell you that he loves you. And if you're not hearing it, don't worry. He will show it to you. God's love is so perfect. It is constant. He will never leave you broken. Because his love is healing. It is ever present in every high and every low. He will keep telling you that you're worth it. Even when you don't feel like you are. Because he knows your worth. John 3 verse 16 is a demonstration of his love. He says, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Just to show that he loves you. To save you, redeem you. That's the precious blood that he redeemed his church with. The blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That is the most perfect thing about his love. You know, you don't even have to earn it. He loved you first. And he will never stop loving you. So he does not care if you love him or not. He will love you regardless. Even if you don't know him. You don't know who God is. He loves you. He created you. He will love you. God's love is a vast topic. It's never ending. It's infinite. It keeps going. It's constant. Right? And he continues to say. I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life. Just like he gave Egypt up, right? To save Israel and all the other nations that were fighting against Israel, all the other nations that held Israel captive when it was time for God to fetch his children from their captures he destroyed the enemies and saved Israel these people see let's go back it says but you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you not only are we precious and honored but he says that I love you and they are hearing it from him I love you I didn't realize it at first, but Jesus' life was also given in exchange for us. So when God says, I will give people in exchange for you and nations instead of your life, instead of your life, he was not only talking about enemies, he's also talking about the life of Jesus. Jesus' life was also given in exchange for us. That's the sole purpose 
that's why we are redeemed the church of god is redeemed right now because of jesus christ he gave his life so that we can be saved that's how much god loves israel that's how far he would go save his chosen nation that is our God showing how precious we are how honored we are and how much he loves us and it doesn't end by him saying that he actually shows it and Okay, let's continue. Verse 5 and 6. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring you, I'll bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold back. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who bears my name, oh sorry, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. That's where it ends. How all the ends of the earth will be filled with his children from the east to the west, from the north to the south. He will redeem all his sons and daughters, and they will all gather in one place. And there they will be forever safe, protected, loved, and honored under his wings. It says that he will say, give them up. Do not hold them back. Let them follow the voice that they hear when I call them by their name. When I call them, give them up. When I call them, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the ends of the earth. So they will gather in one place where they will all be in um, unity. Verse 7 says, Everyone who bears my name and is created for my glory, I have formed them. Indeed, I have made them. Everyone who bears my name and is created for my glory, I have formed them. Indeed, I have made them. The NLT version says, Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. But I really love the amplified version. The Amplified Version says, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even who I have made. Um, so I did some research. <clears throat> and um, there are three verbs described. The three verbs, um, created, formed, and made, um, describe the process of formation from the first rough cutting to the perfecting of the work the third verb is said to be 
best translated to I have perfected or I have completed him. All three acts are done by God for his own glory. So this is him saying that I have created, right? From the first rough cut, I have been creating you, formed you, just like a potter forming the shape of his people, forming the shape of their hearts, their minds, everything about them, and made, which is the final process, which could be perfectly translated to I have perfected or I have completed him all three acts are done by God for his own glory so he's saying that I have created you from nothing formed you made you into shape then perfected you completed you for my own glory so all those who claim me as their God for I have made them for my glory. It is I who created them. Bring them to me. Bring them to me. Proverbs 16 verse 4 says, The Lord has made everything for his purpose, even the wicked for the day of disaster. Right. But those who call themselves, who bears God's name and is created, for his glory he's saying that yes they are my creation yes they were formed by me and indeed I have made them so let them come to me because they are mine because I've created them for my glory so that you can see my glory through them you can see my love through them so you can see my miracles through them so you can see my words through them. They are the chosen generations. They bear my name. They are my people. I have chosen them. I have called them with their name. They are mine. And they will follow me wherever I lead them. And they will go to wherever I send them to. They will do whatever I tell them to do because they are mine, because I redeemed them, because I created them, I formed them, I made them. Because they know what I am capable of. Oh, I am the God of creation. I've, I've saved them countless times. They are mine. So let them come to me. Because they know that they are coming to their father. They are coming to their creator. They are coming to their savior. They are coming to their God. Their protector. Their guide. The one who loves them. They know that they are precious and honored in my sight. And that I love them. Let them come to me so they can feel that. That's the love of God. It's the love of God. It's not completely, um, you can't define it. They are no, they, you can't put it in simple words, right? This is only a fraction of his love. 
This is only a fraction of what God can do. He can do more. But this is what, this is how God was restoring Israel. He called them, told them to not be afraid. You are safe now. I have redeemed you. It's fine. I have called you by your name. You are mine. And do not worry. When you go through challenges, I will hold your hand. I will walk through the waters with you so you will not drown. I will walk through the fire with you so you will not burn. I, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. I would give any nation as ransom for you. Because you are precious, my sight, and honored, and I love you. I love, love you. So I will give, I will give people for your life so that you wouldn't have to lose your life. And then I will bring descendants from the east, from the west, south, north, from, from all around the world. I will, you will have descendants. My chosen people will be around the world. I seriously don't know how to end this podcast because I want to carry on. But yeah, I said that we're reading for the um Isaiah forty three verse one to seven and that's the end. So I hope that you enjoyed because I did and I had some revelations, unplanned revelations while making the podcast and I am extremely excited and happy. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Please subscribe, like, send a voice note or comment. Tell me what I what more I could do. Give me ideas what you'd like uh, me to speak about. Yeah. Thank you. May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. I love you. Bye. Till next time.